Hi there, I'm Indy Simons, and this is a no longer a virgin sextra all about self pleasure. And because I absolutely should not be giving advice on this, instead, I'm going to be taking some notes and handing the reins over. Hi, my name is Elaine S. Turner from the company Sex with Elaine. I am a clinical sexologist, sex coach pleasure product expert and sexuality educator, just to name a few things. Oh, okay. Very small job then. Yeah, small, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. <laughs> Elaine, as much as we'd love to pick your brain on absolutely everything, we are just going to focus on self-pleasure at the moment. Sometimes we can get really excited when we've got some time to ourselves and just go straight for the vagina or straight for the penis or even the butthole. But what are some other erogenous zones on the body that we can stimulate before we even get there? So with erogenous zones, it's an excellent question, but there's just so much there for each individual. You really need to know your own body and what you like before you can tell someone else how to please you. And that's the big thing there is communicating your desires. So how do you do that? Figure it out for yourself first. So in sex coaching and sexology in general, we always say do pleasure mapping. So what that is, is sometimes you have like the outline of a human being that you can color in where you like and what you like, but um, you experiment all over your body. I recommend using a blindfold to really heighten the sensation and then touch your body with different vibrations, different amounts of friction, different pressure and see exactly where you like to be touched, but also where you don't like to be touched. Like some people really don't like it when you touch maybe their left elbow, but they're super into the right armpit. But how would your partner ever know that unless you tried it yourself? And so once you do that experimentation on your own body, then you can tell your partner, it's like, you know, flick the nose three times and then go for the click, whatever you want. I'm picturing body mapping as like a color by numbers for your body. It sounds awesome. Now, there's a few reports that if you get a little bit stressed, you can have a wank and feel better afterwards. But what actually are the health benefits of spending some time pleasuring yourself? Well, first thing, that is such a great question. The first point I want to make, if you're struggling with your desire levels because you're stressed out or you don't know why, it's probably because you're stressed out. When you're upset or worried or stressed, you're brain releases cortisol and cortisol is the stress hormone. So all it does is it shuts down your non, I'm putting in quotations here, non-necessary functions, which includes your libido. It will completely decimate it. But the benefits of masturbation are numerous and not well-researched. So the one I usually point to, first of all, is stress relief, much better quality of sleep, It releases neurochemicals in your brain that makes you happier. It can actually help fight depression, um, clinical depression. It's relaxing. It teaches you what you want in bed. Now, for those vulva owners out there, I'm happy and sad to report that it is good to masturbate when you're on your period because it helps reduce the pain of menstrual cramps. So, yeah, there's a lot of health benefits. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes I think... We can almost fall into a routine of doing the same thing to pleasure ourselves. Well, mainly because it works. But are there any tips on how to be a little bit more creative when we have some time with ourselves? 
there are some good and bad things about those routines. The good things are is you work it into your daily schedule, especially for penis owners, you should be ejaculating at least 21 times a month to maintain your prostate health. But ways to shake things up is, first of all, set the darn mood. If that's for you lighting candles and putting on berry white, then go for it. If it's, you know, turning on nine inch nails and like opening up your screen so the neighborhood can hear you enjoy yourself, whatever, man, whatever gets you off, set the scene and take your time. Another thing I strongly recommend as much as I support the sex workers in the porn industry is take a break from the porn. It gets repetitive and you might be finding things that you think you like in the moment, but you don't actually enjoy. And the fact is, is your brain is a lot more creative and makes things more realistic than a porn ever could. So get creative in your own mind. If you can't think of a fantasy, there's an app for that because this is the future. So I love the app Fairly, S-E-R-L-Y. They offer like recorded coaching sessions for vulva owners who are experiencing sexual difficulties, but they also have erotic stories as well. Um, another thing is, of course, get your toys involved. Sex toys and adult toys pleasure products are fantastic. They offer a huge variety and you can really experiment and you're not limited to putting a lot of those toys on your genitals. Like the magic wand, for example, the infamous Hitachi magic wand. Go ahead and put it on your neck first or, you know, put it on the back of your calf if you're into that and then work your way up to your actual genitals. Those should be, especially for vulva owners, take at least 15 to 20 minutes before you start touching your genitals, trying to get yourself aroused. Also, I could go on for hours about lubricants. I love lubricants. But again, I have a vulva. If you have a vulva and you haven't tried a clitoral stimulant, stop what you're doing and go buy one. Clitoral stimulants are like a vibrator without a vibrator. One or two drops directly on your clitoris and it is life altering is the only way I can really describe it. There's so many ways you can really make masturbation creative. Okay, wow, that was extensive. So some big takeaways for penis people is ejaculating 21 times a month to keep good health. Volva Owners is downloading the app Furly, F-E-R-L-Y, and Clitoral Stimulant Lubrication. Let's just have a little break to take that all in. Elaine, you did touch briefly on sex toys before, but we already know there's a whole big list of toys out there to stimulate a vagina, a clitoris, but what's actually out there for penises? So I don't know if you're familiar personally with the brand Tenga, T-E-N-G-A. I believe they are Japanese. But they create these excellent little eggs, they call them, which are little sleeves for your penis. They're about 10 bucks each. They're disposable. They have different textures on the inside. And it's just a way to get a different sensation during your solo pleasure. Male-bodied people, penis owners, you can use female sex toys too. You have a perineum. You don't have to go straight into your bunghole to get to the prostate. The perineum is the soft space between the testicles and the anus, which it offers indirect stimulation of the prostate. If you can't find it immediately, start from the testicles and work your way back towards the anus. You'll feel muscular, a muscular area at first, and then you'll feel a soft area. That soft area is where you want to apply pressure and potentially vibrations if you're into that. You can orgasm from stimulating that area in and of itself, no penile contact, and it's a prostate orgasm. 
I believe wholeheartedly that the vibrating cock ring is one of the best things that has happened to the male body and in innovations of sex, especially the ones that have remote controls. So you can put on the cock ring and it has a little vibrator so it can touch the clitoris or it can touch the perineum, depending on what kind of body you are penetrating. And also makes the penis feel and look bigger. It makes the erection much firmer. It makes the orgasm stronger. And there's really no downside unless you have the wrong size. Everything in between. Would you recommend a sex toy for everybody? I mean, it really depends. Uh, I think it's worth it because they're machines specifically engineered for pleasure. Your fingers are engineered to do a whole bunch of different things. But a sucking vibrator is meant to do just one fantastic thing. And people have put tons of money into that product design for a reason. So I believe that everyone should have at least one kind of sex toy in their life. I think it really opens a gateway to new dimensions of pleasure, especially the new couples toys that are available. Oh, fantastic. Okay. And for anybody who hasn't made a purchase yet and is now interested, is there anything important that we need to know before we go shopping for sex toys? Make sure it's body. It has to say body safe or medical grade and it cannot, it cannot have phthalates in it. Um, if your toy has any smell at all, uh, then throw it out. It's going to contain phthalates, which cause a lot of problems. And also, your G-spot doesn't like vibrations. Don't waste your time or money on that. That is total bogus. Elaine, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing so much knowledge. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. As you can probably tell, that's just the very tip of the iceberg of Elaine's knowledge. If you want to know more, visit sexwithelaine.com. She's even got a free self-pleasure guide you can download straight from her website. Or you can just follow her on Instagram for some tips at sexwithelaine. Thanks for getting your ears around and no longer a virgin sextra. Click that follow button to keep up to date with the latest episodes.